Hey guys, one more thing. For all the people that talk down on me or at Syracuse thinking that I may not be nothing, well, all I'm gonna say is just watch. Cause quite frankly, I don't take too lightly to that. And I'm willing to prove all of you guys wrong, all the haters wrong when I come down there. I I'm telling you, you're gonna see you're gonna see something real soon. That's all I'm gonna say. Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We welcome on the show the lone recruit in the 2023 class for Syracuse, the lone commit, but a big name, a big time player. William Patterson joins the pod. William, thank you so much for coming on today. Hey, thank you for having me. We, I, I just sort of wanted to start uh, because I am, I am not someone who has the height that you have, but how often do people ask you how tall you are? I think every day I would get a question like that. It's it very normal and common for me at this point. So, do you ever do you mix the responses up? Does it get annoying? Is it like how how do you deal with that? I feel like that's the uh, when you get so many questions like that, it might become a little redundant for you. See, I'm I don't have a problem with people asking me it. It's just the dumb question. It's like like I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it like this. It's the dumb questions that that are asked right after. Like for example, oh. How tall are you, right? It's a question I'm normal with. And a question that always still gets me is, do you play basketball? Mind you, I have basketball gear on, right? I have the shorts. I have a literal ball in my hand. I have a shirt. Though I have a hoodie with my with my uh, brand on it, right? With my brand, with the basketball on it. And they still ask me if I play basketball. I'm like, eh. I don't know. I, I would switch up the responses like, nah, I play hockey or something like that. <laughs> just so like just just to just to be silly and goofy, you know. I like that. But nah. I respect that a lot. Yeah. Uh then the next one, I mean, you you're you just finished up the high school season. So uh how did uh how'd that all wrap up? How'd that go for you? How'd the season sort of go as a whole? I mean, the season it went well for me. Um, I got a lot of playing time. I got to experience uh, some new things. I definitely did work on my skills as a player, communication skills. And I feel like this season was a very good one for me. I got awesome. to excel while playing at my own pace. And, yeah, and just learning new things. So massive W this season. When you talk about your own pace and, and learning new things, like what are those things? Like what is that pacing for you and sort of what is, you know, your style of play? Well, I don't like to rush. I like to play at my own pace. Like for certain examples, if we're, if we're like tied or down a little bit, I don't like to rush my moves. Like say, for example, you throw me the ball. I don't want to immediately go to a move. I would like to slow it down a little bit and then work at my own pace because I can get a shot of from from having this height, I can definitely get a shot of it's just how do I want to make the move and what moves I want to do. So I take those two things into accountability. And for the learning part, 
I got to learn how to use my left a lot more. I learned how to, um, whatchamacallit, rebound out of area. I mean, I, could, I can rebound, but rebounding out of area is something that I had to work on a lot. And, and it wasn't just the school year. I actually, I actually got help from other coaches that are in my program for New Heights. So the learning part is mainly just so, those two things. Awesome. Uh, my my next thing is sort of just like you you talked about some things you could improve on. Where do you sort of see as your your strongest elements, and what's your your best sort of move down low that you can can go to at any point? Well, I say like my best move is either a hook shot or a turn fade like a fadeaway a little bit. The fadeaway still requires a little bit more work, but a hook shot is. It's something that I can definitely get into immediately. I can usually just catch it off the dribble and go up like that, or I can just take one power dribble to the middle and then go up. I can go with either hand, the left or the right, so I can just boom, hit him with a quick spin up, up and over. So hook shot is definitely something I go to. With regard to uh, to that, and so you've got the, the solid hook shot and, and things like that, uh, you've got the height, right? It, do you see yourself with the ability to play a four at all, or are you aiming to just become that true center uh, and, and play down at the five? I definitely see myself becoming a four. I mean, my handles as a big, they're, they're really good. I want to maximize the potential that I could, uh, that I have with, with um, dribbling and uh, shooting more. My dribbling and shooting are very decent. No, not even decent. They're actually really good. But I would like to, again, maximize the potential on both sides. Yeah. Um, the the next sort of place I wanted to go is sort of talking through the recruiting process for you and how things sort of went from there. I believe you – I heard the first offer for you was was Oklahoma State. So just like – when you got that offer, what did that sort of mean to you? What did that mean in terms of like your basketball career and then moving forward from that point? It meant that it's big. Like when I first got the offer from Oklahoma State, I was very surprised and happy, but it also meant that I had to continue on uh, developing my, my skills as a basketball player. It wasn't really time to be like, oh, this is super great. I'm going to go celebrate. Like, no, it was like, okay, I got this, but now they're expecting something out of me. So now I got to go do it. And then but I was very, yeah. Yeah. And then from, uh, from, from Syracuse, you, you start to get in talks with them. You end up at the elite camp. Uh, and then from what I've seen, I think it might've been an interview maybe where your, your uncle was talking. Uh, it said that you, you loved it from when you got there. Like you just sort of knew it worked. What was it about Syracuse? Uh, that stood out to you so much. The environment and the coaching staff—they all—they they accepted me into their arms, and I was very grateful when I got down there to see that oh, I'm being treated like like family, and I'm just a visitor. Like in meeting when I got there, the like the mood, the vibe that I got from the coaches and just everybody themselves, like it was top notch. It was when, a very good environment. So, yeah, awesome. When uh, I know you went to to the Duke game this year, 
uh, not maybe the outcome that we were looking for, but just sort of looking around the dome and seeing, you know, how the crowd got into it, especially early on when, when Cuse went on, went on a decent run. Like, what was that like for you to see, uh, you know, this is, is what it's going to be like for, for the next four years? Can you, can you see it again, please? Yeah, when you were at that uh, at that Duke game uh, and, and you saw the crowd and, and when they were getting into it and size and enthusiasm, things like that, what did that sort of say to you in terms of you and this decision? Like, did it solidify everything or or what was that sort of like for you being able to witness that? It was, it was honestly beautiful being able to witness that. I also sat by a fan that was next to me, right, and – we were watching the game, and every time, like, uh, JG3 would hit a three or something like that, or we'd, like, score, he's, like, he would dab me up, or we would all get loud or what, or whatever. I mean, again, it's just the energy that's down there. It pretty much solidifies um, me committing it. It's just, like, I love that. I love the energy that the fans give, especially when it comes to home games. Because they're, they're all coming out, they're all supporting. And it's just like, wow, I'm going to be able to have all me when I come down this. So it's just like, yeah. Right now, we're going to chat a little bit about my friends at Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugars and calories, you need the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. You got to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, Built Bars and Built Puffs, they're healthy, they taste amazing, they're so amazing you won't think they're good, you gotta try it. and what makes them so good, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, they're not lying to you, it's real chocolate, all of them, they come in delicious flavors, churro, here's my favorite one right here, write it down, the peanut butter brownie and the cookies and cream, I don't know how they do it, it tastes like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, they're healthy, 130 calories four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around for a delivery anymore. For years, we've talked about ordering at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club, but you can still get those specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Grab yourself some Built, and then you can come back and thank me later. When you, you know, growing up in in New York and, and growing up in Brooklyn and what was your your first sort of introduction to Syracuse? Like, uh, at what point did did you get exposed to Syracuse? Was it watching early teams? Was it when they started to reach out to you? What was sort of your knowledge base about Syracuse basketball? Well, first I heard that uh, that Carmelo Anthony went there, and I started to do a little bit more research, and I saw that Jim Bay, Jim Coach Bayham was there. And after I started to research that even more, and actually, yeah, after I did my research, Syracuse started to connect with me. And then after them connected with me, it just started to take off from there because after just connecting, we started to talk more. And then after that, leading up to the camp and so forth and so forth. So ever you know, like ever since the first day, like they, they contacted me right after I did my homework. It's just been good from there, from there on. You you talked about it, you know, when, when your recruiting process started, when you went to elite camp, it was it was with Jim Beheim. And then you you get the coaching change to to Red Autry. What did that mean to you? Like it seemed like a lot of the guys that 
were, you know, already in conversations, had done a lot of communicating with Autry already? Did it just seem like, you know, mm -hmm. this is where I want to be? I love that family, that sort of deal. Or did that change things in any capacity for you? It ain't changed nothing for me at all. I love the family. So the thing I can do is just show, like really show my love for them by putting in the work. When Coach Beham left, I kind of expected it. And I did want to work with him for at least a few months because, yeah. you know, like he seems like a great person. And I know who he is as a coach, very hardworking person. And I like to be around people like him. But it's okay because I have Coach Red, me and him are like this, awesome. inseparable. Right? Awesome. And yeah, nothing's changed. Even though Coach Beham left, it's still all love. Awesome. Is that who you had done most of your communicating with? Is Red the whole way through? Nah, um, Coach Griff. Okay. He was the main one. The main one. Like, he was recruiting me hard. He was trying to talk to me. Well, he was talking to me, and we used to FaceTime, text, all that good stuff. So, yeah, he was one of the main people that were um going hard to recruit me or to reach out or talk to me throughout this whole process. When you you look at a guy like like Jesse Edwards, who just, you know, did his four years here, hit the portal for the grad year, and you see sort of the progression that he had, uh, what did that mean to you in sort of, you know, seeing Syracuse and the type of development that they could have for a big man down low? I mean, I know the coach that actually worked uh, Jesse out. I know his little routine. And I have 100% confidence that they'll be able to, to get me to a level higher than Jesse. With the, the amount of work that I'll put in down there, I'll definitely be uh, – better than Jesse. No no offense to him, but it's just like, I feel like I have more of that dog in me. I, I love that Jess, confidence. You know? I love that confidence. I love seeing the, uh, and I've seen it uh, a few times with you in, in the past in, in interviews and comments that you've made. You seem like you've got that confidence that I'm going to outwork everybody mentality. Uh, what sort of, where does that come from? And how do you think that helps you in terms of your game? This is coming from people who actually doubt me. This actually comes from the inner kid in me that wants to do better because he had a tough time growing up. So that's where most of my like mentality comes from. And also, I don't like disrespect at all. So if I feel if I'm getting disrespect on the court and you're trying to show out respectfully, I'm gonna have to shut that down. Like I can't let you talk smack and get away with it because it's just like. Oh, you about to go out here and brag? Like I think about every possible situation on how this can turn out. So I'm just gonna go out there, show them that I'm the big dog. And after that, then you can try whatever you you want, but you're most likely not gonna get it off against me. I mean, I make sure people know who I am. So I yeah. love that. I love that. You outwork people. You're gonna not take the disrespect, and it's gonna show on the court. I love to see that. You've got. Uh, a couple of guys down at the, the five spot in Syracuse right now, Monir Hima, Peter Carey. What's your relationship with them? Have you guys talked a good amount or not quite until you uh, you get up at campus where you really get forward, like, you know, close to them a little bit? I actually got to talk to them like more, like 
I actually haven't talked to them. I only talked to them when I was up on campus and I was on my official visit. I talked to them before my little photo shoot. Seemed like cool people. Awesome. But I want them to notice. Once I get onto campus, we have practice. They are not safe. You're going to use some battles of practice. Some battles of no, practice. They are not safe. Hema, not safe. Gary, not safe. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a fight for the position. And I, I want that position. So Hema and everybody else will have to try and outwork me. That, uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to going down as, there and uh, talking to them more though. For the fan base, for the coaching staff, for everybody. I think that competition in practice every day, trying to outwork everybody, seeing that grind, seeing that hustle, seeing that practice battles that you guys are going to have all summer getting into the season. I think that's what everybody wants because that brings the best out of everybody uh, and, and sets a team up for success in the long run, seeing that competition and being able to build off of it. When you look at, at sort of, you know, what you do in terms of your game, do you have any, you know, like pregame rituals? You got some superstitions. Is there a music song or a playlist that you like to listen to? What's the, what's the sort of buildup to get hyped for you uh, coming into a big game or whatever that might be? Coming into a big game, you got to look at it like this. Everybody on the court bleed the same blood, but they're trying to outwork you in every way. So what I do, I lock in. I usually listen to some Ice Cube to just get me like already jumping jacks. Just some like I need to get my legs absolutely warmed up. Like I need them to feel hot. My whole body needs to be hot because if I'm not hot, then I come out kind of sluggish, you know? I like that. Is it Ice Cube is the main mix? Anyone else uh, Anyone else mix it in there? I mean, I usually go back to, like, the 80s and listen to some music. Sometimes I'll go into, like, modern music, like Lil Baby, um, Young Thug, and all those other good artists to give me hype. Right. But it's different because the music and the music and everything is good and all, but once the headphones come out, it's a whole different story. Okay, boom. The music boosted your little ego, but now you're going to have to perform. What are you going to do? When all is said That's and done, awesome. when all is said and done, what do you want your your legacy to be at Syracuse? When, when you walk away from Syracuse, whether that be to the league, whether that be uh, on your way to wherever pro, whether that be to, you know, coaching, wherever it might be, who knows? What do you want your legacy to be at Syracuse when you leave, whenever that time comes? I want to be the best big in that program. The best big, and I also want to be known as the person who led the team to a championship. That, that's Those are my two big goals that I have for myself. I want Syracuse to win a chip, and I also want to go down as one of the best bigs in the program. And I know that I can do it. It's just a matter of how I, how I apply myself. And I really do feel like I can be the best big, even though there's a lot of people that's ahead of me. I'm just saying, I want to be a part of that conversation. Like, oh, once I leave, like, oh, who are the best bigs or the best players that we had in this, in this whole program? I want my name to be in that conversation, if possible. 
Awesome. I love that that approach, right? Why shoot for anything less than the best uh, and, and get to that level? I think it's going to bring out a lot of good stuff out of you. Uh, I know we're excited to see where things go from here. Uh, a couple other things before I let you go. Uh, outside of basketball, if if I told you that, you know, tomorrow you can do whatever you want, but it can't have anything to do with basketball. What do you what do you like to do? What are your interests? What do you uh, you do off the court? Voice acting. That's something that most people are surprised about and some people aren't surprised about because if you actually heard my reading voice, you would think that I'm an author myself because I actually like to read. And I do like to voice act. I like to do a bunch of other stuff on the side, just just um, besides from basketball. But mainly voice acting is like the number one thing for me. Or just being a Hollywood actor, something like that, you know? All right. Well, you got to get that going. I mean, I know that on campus between, you know, some of the broadcast groups, between some of the, the media stuff, there's a lot of space to uh, to use your voice. Plus, uh, I mean, people are making videos, movies, short films, whatever, all the time on campus. So yeah. that would be incredible to see you jumping in some of those and, and getting going that way. What sort of what got you into that? Where did that come from? This mainly came from my love for movies and the time that I had on my hands. So basically, when I used to live in uh, on Jefferson Avenue in New York, um, I, ha I usually would have like a little bookshelf. It was a bookshelf full of like books and movies. So when I was bored, when I had nothing to do, I usually just read a book. And for the movies, I watched a lot of them. Like we had a lot of disc of just like movies and I would just watch them. I think I watched every single movie up there. There was like 300 some movies up there on that shelf. I watched every single one of them. I read every single book down there. And I think the main thing where it stems from is just Watching anime, that's where it mainly derives from because I see voice actors on TV shows that I like and they're really good at it. Like, say, for example, um, Wolverine. The voice actor for Wolverine is a very good one. He voiced a lot of characters in anime series and Marvel movies and everything, et cetera. So, Yeah. Uh, All right. That's I got to ask you, I got to ask you with that, then if you're, you know, you're watching movies like that, seeing all these movies, what is, you know, the, the favorite movie off that shelf that, that you watch? What's the one that you kept returning to? Uh, Wolverine. Definitely Wolverine, because Hugh Jackman's voice is just sensational. Yeah, it's just sensational. Like, I can't get enough of it. Like, he voiced some of my favorite characters of all, all time, Wolverine. Um, the character of uh, Cowboy Bebop, I forgot his name. That, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. But still, like, people like him are the main reason why I try to chase these goals or dreams like that, you know? The one or two more questions here. Uh, I, I guess maybe we'll say this is the last one. Your, your sort of parting message right now. What do you want to say uh, to the fan base right now uh, as you've got a couple months left in the senior year, getting to campus uh, over the summer and getting started? What is, uh, what's the message until, until you start seeing people in central New York? 
I'm gonna say is just. I'm gonna say just. I'm gonna just say this. The work and everything else will show when I get down there. Just because I'm not in like the best physical condition, as in like body wise, because you see me as skinny and people will autom automatically judge me, just know that I'm tougher than I look. And I believe that I can bring a lot to the table if you guys just believe. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. William Patterson, the commit for Syracuse basketball in 2023. Uh, getting to campus in the next couple of months, big things ahead. Uh, cannot wait to see what is in store for you as you move forward. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Hey, thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Syracuse. We will catch you tomorrow. Be kind, make somebody happy today, and I will see you on the other side. Peace.